0: Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for another episode of Bosco's Boys. Currently recording this at noon uh, on Sunday the 28th because uh, you never know what crazy stuff might be happening in the world of K-State sports. So if anything happens... Later? Um, sorry, I, I wanted to record this before uh, the NFL playoff game started. Uh, so, roadmap of, of what we're going to do here today, I'm going to touch on the sidegate uh, <laughs> A little play on words. Uh, just the controversy going back and forth between Iowa State basketball and K-State basketball. I will get all my thoughts out there, whether you like it or not. Uh, we'll touch on the last two games uh, for K-State men's basketball. Why I'm not really freaking out that much, but but re- lay out why the, this week these two games uh, versus the Oklahoma schools uh, are turning into must-wins, uh, which is still wild to say while you're in January. But, hey, um, I think they are, and, and we'll talk about it. Um, after that, we'll talk about uh, K-State women's basketball, A very tight one at home with BYU and uh, setting up an absolutely massive week that could be the difference between them winning the Big 12 and uh, coming up short because uh, I I think we're going to have a lot of answers by the end of this week, whether or not it's going to be a coronation, a race, or if things are going to be a little dicey as we continue to march through uh, this women's basketball season. And depending on timing and stuff, we might talk about who I think is going to be the first commitment for the class of 2025 for K-State football. Quite a bit of stuff out on Twitter. It's not behind paywall, so I feel okay talking about it. Uh, but spoiler alert, go back to Friday's episode with Drew, and you probably already know who we're going to talk about. So it's going to be a fun episode. I can't wait to get into it. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, so Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Before we do, I want to talk about Charlie Hustle. How about K-State fans? How about Charlie Hustle and how about Jerome Tang? In the first ever community competition between K-State, Arkansas, Missouri, and Kansas, Jerome Tang and Kansas State coming out on top, selling the most shirts, the most shirts to help give back for coaches versus cancer in the fight against cancer with the American Cancer Foundation or Society. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, K State fans, of course, they gobbled up the awesome drum tang shirts. 25% of all proceeds going to coaches versus cancer. I believe they're still up. I believe you can still grab a shirt, drum tang dunking a basketball tang time. It doesn't get any better than that. So shout out to Charlie Hustle, not only for making four cool shirts. I Look, I, I I don't like any of the other schools, um, obviously. You know, I, I really can't stand Arkansas, Missouri. I'm not a big Bill Self guy, uh, but they're cool-looking shirts. So even if you're not a K-State fan, I don't, if you're not, I don't know why you're listening to me. Uh, but if you want to buy one, uh, you know, for a friend, for a loved one, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Nothing says "I love you" like an awesome Charlie Hustle shirt. Uh, get over there, buy it. Twenty five percent of proceeds go into coaches versus cancer. They also have the iconic Kansas City Heart stuff. Uh, look, if a certain playoff game goes the way I hope it does, a little time travel here. I hope uh, you know. I hope a lot of folks listening are happy. I bet they might have a, a little special release or two up on their site as well. Um, but yeah. Hopefully that happened. If not, you guys are probably yelling at me saying, Scott, we wanted to listen to you to get away from it. But look, you can't get away from the great stuff over at charliehustle.com. Vintage made fresh. The most comfortable. The best looking. Just the straight up best gear in the world. All right. Let's talk about this K-State, Iowa State stuff. Not on the court because honestly, the the I mean, look. Um, we can talk about uh, the struggles down the stretch uh, and to start the game with Iowa state and K-State really struggles starting on the road. Um, and then they've, they've struggled closing games out on the road as well. I'm not going to talk too much about that because one uh, look, I'm not going to really touch on much of the Houston game at all because it just sucked. And two, I mean, that Iowa state game was so long ago at this point, no need to really dive into the uh, micro-level details. But the big story coming out of that game was the altercation uh, between Jerome Tang and T.J. Otzelberger, T.J. Otz, um, twice in that game. And there was a lot of stuff going around. There's a lot of rumors going around. Um, the, The prevalent one early on was some very unsavory things said by Iowa State's Uh, right behind the bench directed towards, uh, players, coaching staff, and uh, possibly family members. Um, I'll just say, I I don't think, I I don't think Iowa State fans are completely out of the woods there. I, I think there probably was some stuff that was said that crossed the line, but that isn't what is taking on a life of its own. Um, just about everyone who covers K State um, kind of was hearing whispers, not kind of, they were hearing whispers that the issue was an alleged um, allegation, at, alleged allegation, that's redundant, an allegation against Iowa State that they had managers who were spying in on the team huddle, that they were, uh, you know, in spots where they shouldn't have been. Um, when they were mopping, they were getting close uh, to the huddle, trying to eavesdrop using managers, all sorts of um, stuff. And in the post-game press conference, Jerome Tank said, hey, nope, everything's cleared. I, I, I let TJ know what was on my mind. Uh, he said he would look into it. No, nothing, I, no need to talk about it. And even Ots in, in his post-game press conference said, hey, I don't care anything about it. You know, it's fine. Um, behind paywalls, Uh, you know, at the KC Star, Wichita Eagle, uh, the recruiting sites. Um, It was said like, hey, look, this is what we're hearing. We don't know, but this is what we're hearing. And then it started kind of making its way, you know, beyond the paywall. I I believe the initial article at the Wichita Eagle and Kansas City Star, you had to be a subscriber. Eventually it it was out behind the paywall. There's some stuff that was just flat out being said on Twitter. Uh, So it started growing to a little bit of a life of its own. Some of the news aggregators in the sports media started picking it up a little bit. Um, some f- flames were being fanned by by some uh, outrage merchants you know on TV and on Twitter. Um, and, and it started started becoming you know bigger than just a niche story because honestly, up until about Thursday Friday, it truly was a niche story. Then uh you know, Iowa State. Sent out a press release saying, Hey, we're gonna touch on this after the KU game. And TJ Otts gets up there, literally starts crying, like literally looks like he's on the verge of tears, saying, Oh, this is a shot at my integrity, this is a shot at the university, this is the shot at our fans, and blah blah and just just makes a meal out of it. And of course, Jamie Pollard probably put it up to it. He's a sniveling weasel loser. Jamie Pollard is one of the least liked athletic directors in the entire conference. He's one of the guys who was siding all the way up until the end with Texas and Oklahoma, even while they're on their way out trying to make some power play to be the big swinging dick in the room. He, He is an absolute loser clown and iowa state fans deserve jamie pollard he's an idiot so of course in public drum tech says i'm not going to touch on this k-state reporters they're doing their job they're trying to get to the 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 bottom of hey what was going on they find out they write a couple things they say a couple things whatever leave it alone you know this has turned into this massive crying story um where K, Jerome tang he he did not make anything public. he was just going to leave it alone uh should the staff should should the basketball staff and those close to the basketball staff just decide saying, "Hey, look, we're not going to tell you what we heard uh you know we're we're just gonna leave it at that to the media maybe but but look, that's just how information gets out i i I can't imagine how insecure. You must be Iowa State for Jamie Pollard and TJ Otts to act like that in a post-game press conference after you just beat KU. Are you kidding me? If anything, that really seems like all right. Hey, we're gonna blow this up to make, be a big deal, uh, and they're they're going like straight up out of the Michigan playbook. Now, do I think Iowa State was was stealing spot? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think Jerome Tang would have been so demonstrative, had such a scene in the game twice if there was nothing wrong going on. I I, I truly do not think that. Um, So I I, I think this should have just been a nothing burger. I think it should should have just been left alone. Um, K State journalists doing their job trying to figure out what's going on. They write about it, it gets out. And then Iowa state fans then decide that they're going to act like the world's biggest victim acting like we have insulted their mother. My goodness, guys, chill out. I love, I love to create controversy and complain about stuff um, just as much as anyone, but the hand wringing over, you know, all of this coming from them is just, just disgusting it is just grotesque. Grow up Jamie Pollard and grow up TJ Otts. And Iowa State fans, you are who who I've always known you are. Um, So you just continue to be you. But look, the adults in the room need to probably just chill out. And again, I love a good old-fashioned Twitter spat as much as anyone. But Iowa State fans in their 50s trying to... Start beef with people from Jerome Tang's family. Give me a break. Iowa State fans are showing their true colors. They always are who we thought they were. They're just crying little children and they take their cues from their leaders. It's it's just disgusting. They're a bunch of losers, and it, this did not need to become, you know, Farmageddon World War 7. You guys are losers and, and you're acting like this. Like, come on, you won the game. Just puff your chest out, make a joke about it, and move on. There was no re- reason for Jamie Pollard and TJ Otz to act like, you know, that, that we ran over their grandmothers with a bus. Just move on. It's so dumb. All right, going to those games on the road, the reason why I'm not freaking out um, the, the reason why I'm not going to lose sleep over those two losses, first off, I mean, Ken Palm, ESPN, like any metrics. Everyone said, hey, these, these games aren't going to be close. Um, and, and I look, I, I don't think that we're talented enough to beat good teams on the road. I what, What's funny is Texas Tech still somehow surviving to be at the top of the Big 12. I don't think they're good. I think they... Are average, Um, and they're just—I mean, (laughs) they're just getting things done in crunch time. So, look, you know, you you don't apologize for your record, um, but that's a game K-State should have had. And I think that's the worst of the three teams: Iowa State, Houston, and Texas Tech. I 100% think Texas Tech is the worst of those three teams. Um so it makes sense that that was the one that hey, I mean, we just absolutely blew and we had our opportunities versus Iowa State. I'm not going to complain about the refs one bit. Um K-State got to the foul line plenty. Iowa State was in foul trouble. Look, two early fouls on Cam Carter that absolutely sucks. Uh but Cam Carter he fouls. That's what he does. You know, he you know, I'm I'm not going to get worked up over the officials. Um that that's just never how I'm ever going to go about these things. We should have beat Iowa State no matter what happened with the referees. Houston just boat raced us. We're not even in the same zip code as them. Um, I'm not worried about it because, look, there, there are going to be road games where you can find a way to win. Next Saturday is one at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. That is one you absolutely have to have, by the way. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to get... That game at Oklahoma State. And quite frankly, you really need to beat Oklahoma at home on Tuesday as well. To make up for this week, you have to find a way to get it done. Look, Oklahoma State is bad. Oklahoma State is the worst team in the conference. Oklahoma State is just trash. (laughs) I mean, I I don't want to be mean about it, but they are not good. So when you only have one of those teams on your schedule, And, and, I mean, look, you you got lucky kind of getting – not kind of. You got lucky getting, uh, I think, West Virginia when you did. Um, But you you have to take care of business versus Oklahoma State on the road. Because if you don't, I don't know where the other road wins are going to come. I I don't. I don't. And I know we're all worked up, and I know everyone – look, that that game versus Houston, it was disgusting. It was the worst loss that Jerome Tang has taken – I think overall, definitely in conference play since he's shown up. Uh, I'm not trying to excuse that away by any means. That sucked. But we we were never going to win that game. And if we and being four and three right now, re, I mean, it, it is not fun when when you really could have and and probably should have been uh five and oh, six and oh to, to start um or at least five and oh to, to start conference play. Um so so it sucks. It's not fun. Um, I, I get it. But if you're sitting at six and three before you have KU coming in on big Monday on uh February 5th, things are going to be all right. Things are going to be all right. And this team again. I've said it f- for a while. This team was not going to be a team where we're talking about the seeding. I know I've gotten caught I've got caught up in the emotions of some of these big wins. I think it's back specifically to Baylor saying, right, hey, maybe we are going to be maybe this is going to be a, a, a team where we're talking about um seeding. Maybe this is uh, you know, a team that we we won't be nervous come selection Sunday. No, I think this is gonna be a bubble team. I think this is going to be anywhere between a nine to 11, 12 seed, you know, first four to nine seed. I think that's about where it is. I I think the ceiling maybe is an eight, but hey, there is no difference between eight or nine. I think that's firmly where this team is. And losing those two games does nothing uh, to change that. That was my opinion coming into this two game stretch. This is my opinion coming out of the two game stretch. But when you have Oklahoma coming to to your arena and when home court advantage is so important in the Big 12, you have to protect it. And, again, Oklahoma is going to be coming in desperate, folks. Oklahoma, again, I think that they are fraudulent. I don't think Oklahoma is any good. Uh, But they're coming in. They lost by 15 at home uh, to Texas. They had a heartbreaker at home versus uh texas tech so they're coming in desperate because they're looking themselves in the mirror they're looking up at the schedule and they're saying man you know we, we went from being top 15 top 10 in the in in the country to man we could be on the outside looking in uh in march madness if, if we don't figure things out and figure them out quick so that game at tuesday 7 p.m on ESPN plus is going to be an absolute bloodbath. It is going to be an absolute war. It is going to be a game of two desperate teams uh, just going head to head, just bashing their heads together together uh, to try to win. And quite frankly, um, I, I don't like Oklahoma. I know who their coaches. I know what he did to me in Atlanta. Absolutely tore my heart out and ate it in front of my face. Um, so, so we're going to see uh, how that game goes. Again, it's not perfect ESPN uh analytics matchup uh analyzer has K state 58% chance at, or 57% chance of winning it uh but I think it's going to be a uh close game. When you look at Oklahoma and uh their stats, they have two guys in uh double figures, um, McCollum and Owen, or Awaba. Uh, you guys know how bad I am. You got I mean, I'm the worst at pronouncing. But you know, a 6'2 and a 6'5 guard. Uh, you, you know you're going to have to have a decent uh night on defense. I'm gonna look for Arthur Kaluma to have a good uh night on defense. Um what Jalen Moore, a junior for them, six seven. He's averaging uh close to 10 points, 5.6 rebounds a game. And then they have John Hughley, the fourth, a 6'10 guy. So again, uh, they they're going to be a team who's going to grab some rebounds. They're gonna be able to score inside and then Milo's Uzon uh, averaging nine. So again, they have five guys who are scoring nine or more, two guys in double figures. Um, so we're gonna see what happens there. I, I think I think Oklahoma really rode a, a fraudulent non-conference schedule to a gaudy record. Um, again, you know they, they drop uh, two home games back to back. They drop uh, a game with TCU again. You, you scroll through there, and what's really their best one yet? Yeah, you know, they beat USC, but we're, we're seeing what USC is turning into. Uh, they turned into an absolute pumpkin. Yeah, they they bounce Providence, but hey, we beat Providence as well. Okay, Arkansas. I'm, I'm going through it a little bit. Look, the our, Arkansas sucks. The Providence one is actually pretty nice. I'll, I'll give them that, but Arkansas sucks, guys. So I'm not impressed by anything that. Uh, Oklahoma did in the non-conference that got them to that, uh, you know, nice high record. They don't have a big, uh, big 12 win. I mean, yeah, they beat Iowa state at home, but again, look, Iowa state, eh, I don't know, maybe I'm contradicting myself a little bit. I'm not. I'm not contradicting myself. No, I'm not impressed by anything on Oklahoma's resume. I'm going to say it with my chest. I'm going to stand on it. I think they're fraudulent. K State needs to win this game on Tuesday. They need to have their playmakers make big plays. I think. I look. I. I don't know if Tyler Perry's included in that anymore. Uh, so it really comes down to Cam Carter playing smarter, staying out of uh, foul trouble. And Arthur Kaluma having a big game, and then trying to find someone, whether it's McNair, David Gasan, uh, Day Day Ames coming off the bench to give you that third scoring punch. Because I until I see it again, I, I think I think Tyler Perry's broken. So if he can play decent defense, if he can get five six assists, if he can get to the free throw line, awesome. But I don't expect anything out of Tyler Perry uh, on offense anymore. And, and quite frankly, even one good game isn't gonna change I need to see some more before I include him in that so it's going to be a massive game on Tuesday Uh, I'm going to try my damnedest to be there Um, so that's probably going to mean unless I can get something recorded on Monday or Tuesday which would not be men's basketball content um, might try to get a women's basketball guest we've been trying a a couple things so we'll we'll see what happens there Uh, but probably Going to be a Monday, Friday week on the show. So just stay tuned for that. But yeah, absolutely massive, 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 massive 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 game on tuesday um and, and then again like i said on the road on saturday we'll probably talk about that on friday but look if you don't win both of these games i think i think it is time to bring out the panic button and, and you're really going to have to start squinting your eyes to find a path to the ncaa tournament you're really going to have to be pulling off some more upsets uh, especially finding some stuff on the road if you don't if you don't win both of these games that's all we have look i i state fans are absolute whining, petulant children. They take their cues from Jamie Pollard and TJ Otzelberger. They're all clowns. Uh, it was a bad two games, but, hey, it's tough to win on the road uh, versus good to great teams or decent to great teams. We'll just call Iowa State decent in case any of them find this episode. It'll make them mad. Um, and, and these are going to be two big games. Uh, So that's really the gist of it for men's basketball. Before we talk about women's basketball, how about a shout out for our friends, Manhattan Brewing Company, Manhattan Brewing Company, the best brewery in the state of Kansas. Again, I'll be coming in hot. Maybe I'll be able to grab a couple four packs, maybe a quick pint before that game. But if you're local, if you're able to get off work, get into Manhattan a little bit early, you know the drill. This is what we do on basketball game days when we're going to Bramlage. You get into town, you go to Manhattan Brewing Company, one to two pints. Got to be responsible or have someone driving. Then grab a couple four packs and then your favorite Crowler to go so you can take it home and enjoy it after the game. Hopefully, after a Kansas State win over Oklahoma. Not only that, but hey, be polite. Talk to your local liquor store. They want to sell you beer. They're distributed throughout the state or throughout the state of Kansas by central standard. So any liquor store in the state they can get them. So just talk to whoever the craft beer buyer is at your local liquor store, and they will get you taken care of. Okay, let's talk about the K State women's team. They had look, they had an absolute battle on Saturday, and uh, I mean, look, they 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 sorted it out, 67-65, and it wasn't pretty. Look, BYU, they have a young team. Um, it's the first year. With a high school coach uh they you know they hired a high school coach and then the top player one of the top players in the countries was her daughter she came along with her um and it's a BY team who is trying to figure some stuff out now um it, it wasn't pretty at times K State really had no answer uh for uh what was her name uh Gustin or Gustin uh whatever a uh, Lauren Gustin. 25 points 21 rebounds and she played all 40 minutes i mean she look she's a 6-1 player and, and she was matched up i mean we threw just about everyone at her we threw Jalen glenn at her we threw serena sundell mopping had some time for the most part it was gabby gregory and, and look it was a game where we just truly didn't have an answer for a player and uh Look, and we're down Aoka Lee. I I think the fact that K-State was able to win this game, that's kind of a championship DNA type of team, that that type of game. It was a game where, look, BYU shot better from the free throw line. They shot better from three-point. They shot better from the field. um, And it really came down to uh, K-State causing 17 turnovers. To just 12 um, and and making the most of the opportunities and having the championship type of DNA. Um, It wasn't pretty by any means, um, but you got the win done. It was encouraging to see the type of game Gisela Sanchez had 18 points. Serena Sundell had no turnovers, 14 points, eight assists, seven rebounds, four steals. Uh, She truly was a do everything type of guard. Uh, seven of twelve from the free throw line. A lot of those coming at very clutch opportunities. Gabby Gregory could not get anything done on the offensive side of the uh, game in the first half. Ends with ten points. Has a massive second half, uh, getting some buckets when you really need it. She had I think both of her three point makes came uh, to snap us out of uh, some droughts on uh, offense as uh, uh ziana walker six points but she had seven rebounds three st- or two steals three assists and three blocks including a massive block at the end of the game in one of the final possessions as byu is trying to tie the game uh in the final 10 seconds of the game look i don't think byu is any good but i think they're probably before it's all said and done they're going to be able to jump up and, and and maybe uh you know take game do they have i would say it again um, yeah, they have Iowa State again, they have West Virginia, uh, they have two with KU, which whatever. They they their their finale's with Texas. So they I, I think they're going to be able, they have the potential to uh, you know, jump up and bite someone. Uh, and I'm just glad it wasn't K-State. Now it, it sets K-State up, and by the way, number two in the coaches' poll, number four in the AP poll, um, with some other games dropped, I think. Could be two number two in the AP and the coaches poll, nine and zero in conference play, twenty and one overall, the second best record in the nation. Uh, we talked about how it is two must win for the men uh, when you're talking about NCAA tournament uh, hopes. For the women, these two games, and they are on the road at Oklahoma on Wednesday. And then they're on the road at Texas Sunday at 1 p.m. And these are two games. Look, they're absolutely massive because Oklahoma now only has one loss in conference play. I don't know what was going on with Oklahoma, you know, in their non-con. I mean, what? I mean, they they lost to Ole Miss. They lost to Princeton. They lost to Tennessee. They lost to UNLV. They lost to North Carolina. They lost to Southern. So I don't know. I don't know what was going on with Oklahoma. Um, but they did not have a good non conference game. But they've been nails. You know, they won at the road on the road uh in Austin by four points. They had a five point winner versus KU at home. Uh they spanked that BYU team by 12. Uh, They beat Cincinnati by 13. And if you guys recall, it really did come down to the wire um, where K-State started to run away a little bit from Oklahoma towards the end of the game for us to have that uh, win by what, 17 points. So uh, it ended up, it was a much closer game, I believe than what the final score indicated. So I think that game on Wednesday, 6 PM on ESPN plus, I think that's going to be an absolute battle. And again, Uh, Looking at the standings, if you're able to win that game, you would then be, uh, what, two and a half games up on everyone. So even then, if you drop that game versus Texas, you are sitting in a position where you still have a game up on everybody. A game up on everybody with, what would that be, with seven to play. You'd be home with Oklahoma State on the road at Iowa State, and that starts getting into the time frame where you could have Aoka Lee back. Uh, UCF at home, which is one you should be able to take care of, but then you have an absolute gauntlet to end the final four games of the season. West Virginia at home, who's a contender, on the road with KU, and then at home with Iowa State uh, before you end on the road with Texas Tech. Look, it is so important to just to continue to have a, a little bit of breathing room on first place in the Big 12. Um, and, and if you can still have your hand on that by the time Aoka Lee comes back, I truly think some new hardware will be coming to Bramlage. But Oklahoma is that that pesky team that is just hanging around that, that could really make this difficult. If you find a way, to beat Oklahoma in Norman on Wednesday, all of, all of a sudden you can take a deep breath. All of a sudden you can say to yourself, all right, I think you could you can have a slip up. You can, you can give a game back to Texas if you can't win that one on the road. Um, or, you know, you take care of Texas and then maybe you drop that first one with Iowa State as you're still waiting for Aoka Lee to come back or as, as she's waiting to get up to speed. Um, it, it's going to be so important to grab that Oklahoma game on Wednesday. And again, even if you lose it, even if you lose it, I don't think it is time to panic. It's not time to, you know, to to stop dreaming about uh, a, a big 12 championship dreaming about even a possible one seed, let alone, Hey, I, I think I, I, you know, knock on wood. I think everything should be all right. I think we should be hosting games in the NCAA tournament, but that game on versus Oklahoma, could get you one step closer to having a hand on the first Big Twelve title for K State women's basketball, I believe, since two thousand and three. So uh, that would be absolutely massive. I I I will legitimately be feeling nerves leading up to that game on Wednesday. Um, so we're just gonna have to have to buckle down and see again. Uh, KU, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I definitely no love lost uh, for KU and anything. But but the fact they were able to get that upset you know over Baylor earlier in the season, the fact that they were able to get one from Iowa State midweek, you know they were trying they were trying to help us out again. Uh, they were up I believe by one at halftime, uh, but they could not get it done in Norman. So um, we're gonna have to take care of them ourselves. Uh, it's gonna be a massive one on Wednesday again. Uh, I, I think the big thing is gonna be for Serena Sundell uh, to play a clean game, limit the turnovers. Uh, get everyone else involved. Gabby Gregory hit the ground running. And then who's going to be that third? Again, it used to be okay. It's Aoka Lee. Who's, who's going to be there with her? I, I You need Gabby Gregory to have a big game. I think you're going to have a big one from Serena Sundell. I think she's proven herself to be consistent enough that you can just pencil that in. So is it going to be one of the Glenn twins? Is it going to be Eliza Moppen? Is it going to be Giselle Sanchez? Is it going to be Walker? Who is it going to be to step up and help those two? Um, Because I think you're definitely going to need those two to get a win uh, on the road at Oklahoma. So we'll see. I I doubt it's going to be a very hostile environment. Nothing's hostile uh, in Norman. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess their football stadium can be, but uh, nothing, nothing when it comes to basketball is ever intimidating down there. So hopefully they're able to get things done, setting up a, a another blockbuster uh, matchup. I believe it's on uh, Fox Sports 1 on Sunday, 1 p.m. Um, so, you know, there won't be any NFL uh, next Sunday, so you might as well watch uh, K-State women's basketball with Texas. Um, we'll end real quick talking about, because it's it's all over Twitter, so I, I don't feel like I'm stealing any information. I'm, I'm not saying anything that isn't readily available uh, to everyone else um, out there. Lincoln Cure is picking up predictions left and right from recruiting experts uh, who cover different schools, national uh, recruiting folks, um, regional recruiting folks picking up predictions to be a K State commitment, and he is in God or Goodland, Kansas, and he is the number two ranked tight end in the country. This is a top 50 player, regardless of position in the country. The on three. Composite Ranking have has him as the number 35 player in the country. This is a borderline five-star tight end, and he's going to choose K-State over AM, Auburn, Tennessee, Michigan, Miami, UCLA, Oregon, all of the – I mean, he has like 40 different offers. It's really a who's who of college football coming to Goodland, Kansas, trying to get Lincoln Cure, a tight end. And he's an elite basketball player too, by the way. And he's going to be a K-State Wildcat. At least that is how it is being predicted. Uh, Chad Simons, folks over at 247, people over at Rivals, everyone is saying that th- predicting this guy is going to be a Wildcat. And I can't, I can't tell you guys how massive this is. And I look back to Chris Kleiman coming to K State and deciding, hey, there is no recruit too big in our own state for us not to go after. Because I I, I do think that was something that plagued uh, the end of the Bill Snyder era uh, 2.0, really, all of this 2.0, if it wasn't a transfer. Um, it started with Avery Johnson saying, hey, K State isn't just going to compete, they can win. A blue chip guy, a national recruitment guy, in their own backyard, and then it, from there, it's like, yeah, you, you had some second place finishes, but you grabbed other guys. You beat out, you beat out Michigan before. You've beat out Arkansas. You've beat out Auburn. You've beat out. Oh my gosh, I just beat out, beat out. Oh boy, so I, so I'm having issues with my regular recording software. So I'm doing this. I'm rec- recording myself on zoom. So I'm not able to pause and re record. So, uh, woof. I apologize for that beat out, um, all these big programs. And, and it's going to come to fruition again with Lincoln cure, who, who I believe is going to have a shot at being ranked as the single best football recruit K-State has ever signed. Um so when it becomes official, if it becomes official, we'll obviously have on one of our friends who cover recruiting uh much closer than we do to talk about it, but I can't express how massive this is for K-State. Um and yeah, shout out to Drew Galloway who's been telling folks for a while. that that k-state is in contention and and quite frankly k-state's the leader for this one so stay tuned on that one um hopefully it comes soon hopefully we're not waiting on that one for a while Um, but it could be an absolutely massive week in k-state uh sports news uh men's basketball with two uh must win games k-state women's basketball with two games that could get them closer to having their hand on a big 12 title and possibly the biggest recruit in K-State history uh, coming soon. So shout out to our sponsors, Manhattan Brewing Company and Charlie Hustle. Uh, Please excuse any of the weirdness from this episode. Again, I couldn't pause, re-record, delete out stuff. Um, Hopefully this is a one-time thing. Hopefully we're figuring out to give myself a little bit more leeway when I'm just ranting and raving by myself. So, Uh, i apologize for that but hey you know what it is what it is um so yeah let's have a week my friends let's have a week so for chauncey the best dog in the world we love you guys and go cats hail to the purple hail to the white wild cat in spirit To see onward forever, hail victory. bottom, bottom, fight. UK state, Wildcats form, alma mater fights. Glory in the combat. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go State! One, two, three, four. Bharat Tara Bharat Tara Bharat Tara Bharat Tara Network.